The following is a presentation of Muddy River News. The Liquor Booth is your home for a huge selection of beer, wine, and spirits. The Liquor Booth has two locations in Quincy, 3520 Broadway and 1500 North 12th Street. The Liquor Booth, where it's always happy hour. And welcome to the Daily Muddy. I'm Bob Goff, sitting in for Ashley Conrad. Carlos Fernandez stops by today with the Great River Honor Flight. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's you are to be here. getting ready for another trip. Yet at number 63. Yes, uh, it's a, it's an amazing. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing. It says a lot about this community. You guys have taken more than 2,000 veterans to Washington, D.C. Uh, that is, that is, that's a fantastic accomplishment. Uh, I remember, I go back, Bob, to uh, the first uh, Gretev annual meeting uh, when Jim and Testy was still r running it. And uh, as part of the presentation for what happened the year before, he put up the slide that said, and Honor Flight has taken 118 veterans to Washington, D.C. And I thought, and I, told, I saw Jim the other day, and I said, if you thought 118 yeah. was big, yeah. you know. I mean, 2009 and uh, still coming, we have six flights planned for this year, and they're, they're all filled up, so we're... We're now booking for next year. And you have, you know, you. I, I was looking at the schedule. The, the rotation's great because you kind of bounce it to here. They'll, they'll leave from Quincy. They'll leave from Hannibal. They'll mm -hmm. leave from Mark Twain High School. You yep. guys are really reaching out to the area, so so any veteran who wants to do this can go. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, the uh, uh, this uh, flight on Thursday uh, will leave out of Hannibal High School, and we've never left out of there. And it's because uh, Hannibal Grange is in uh, Easter Reese's, so they were not available. They didn't have the staff. And uh, I mean, they've been uh, great partners for us mm -hmm. all, all these years. But Hannibal High School is awesome. They just said, oh, absolutely. And it was great to do it there. They have great facilities. And then on the June flight, we're leaving for Mark Twain because uh, probably almost every single veteran on that flight is from Rawls County. That's great. My home county. So shout out to all those so, guys. Hey, I bet I know every one of those guys. Why too. not? Why That's not great. Just make it, you know, right that is there. that is fantastic. How many are going uh, this week? Twenty nine. Okay. Twenty nine veterans and twenty six guardians, and uh, we've always kept it to that uh, that number. You know, a, a small number. Simply uh, by the way, twenty nine veterans and twenty seven guardians, mm -hmm. because uh, fifty six seats is how many seats there are in a bus. Right. You know. So that's what that's our number. We've gone to, uh, I mean, there's some honor flight groups that charter jumbo jets. Mm -hmm. And we run into them sometimes in Washington, D.C. And they'll have 180 veterans. Wow. You know, and like 150 guardians. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that is, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's a great situation. And it's a great experience. But we want to keep it personal. And since we do the homecoming and we make sure that every single one is announced, if you had 180, by the time you get to the 180th, the crowd will probably be yeah. a little a little thin. And it does. It, you, you really have that. When it's when it's like 30-some guys or less, it's, you have a really personal touch to oh it. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes, that's, that, that's the whole reason. I mean, people say, well, why don't you just, uh, you know, charter a plane and leave out of Quincy instead of going out of St. Louis? And uh, our answer has always been, if you charter a plane, then you're talking about a greater number of, you know, you got to fill the plane. Sure, sure. You know, there's not, there's not a commercial airline flying out of Quincy, right. uh, you know, to 
to Washington. Right. And the last thing we're ever going to do is uh, try to do uh, a connecting flight. Up yeah, there. no, I yeah, hear you. We did that once but because of uh, <laughs> problems with uh, schedules, and that was a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, no, I, I can I can understand that. So, um, wh- what uh, what what range are we looking at now for eligibility for those who might want to take part in the next one coming up? Not this one; it's booked already, but the next one. Anyone who's served prior to uh, or through nineteen eighty five. Okay. Okay. Uh, what's what's happened is the fact that when this whole thing got started, it was only for World War II mm-hmm. veterans. And it was started by a gentleman in, in Dayton, Ohio, by the name of Earl Morse. And he was a retired Air Force captain who was doing some uh, volunteer work at the VA hospital in Dayton. And when the uh, World War II Memorial got started in, or opened up in 2005, he started asking World War II vets when they came in and, you know, and he checked them in or whatever if they were planning to go, and they all said yes. And then when they came back six months later, he was asking them again about had, had they been there, and not a one, not wow. a one. And he said, what a travesty to build a memorial and those that they're, it's built for right. can't go for whatever reason, health, money, time, I don't know, sure. whatever. And so he went to his aero club in Dayton uh, because there were a bunch of pilots there, and uh, said, I've got this idea. We ought to take these veterans to Washington to see that memorial. And uh, all I ask is that they not be charged anything and that uh, there's somebody that goes along with them to just whatever they need, you know. Right. And so he asked for volunteers, and 11 guys raised their hands. So the very first honor flight was 12 Cessna 172s wow. with one pilot and two veterans in each plane. Is that's that incre- awesome? That's incredible. Is that, that, awesome? is, that is just and so now great. And it's built to this and, yeah. you know, nationwide yeah. and, and jumbo jets and things like that. Uh, it's And he, we had him here. Uh, once we got close to the end of the World War II veteran mm-hmm. uh, uh, era, uh, we had him here. We had a big celebration and we had him here come talk. And what a, he was a young man. He's just, he was awesome. But you, you just can't help, you know. Any idea, and you know from from this itself, any idea that has to start small. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks, you know, yeah. everybody thinks the Beatles were always popular, right? <laughs> right, yeah, no. Well, everybody, you they know, played right? a lot of Liverpool bars. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I walked around. I, I I made a lot of, you know talks to uh, a lot of uh, service groups telling them about Honor Flight, and there were just blank faces, sure. you know, coming back at me. And now, you know, it's 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 uh, how blessed we are and how lucky we are that uh, it's almost a common name. Well, again, thank you for the service that you and your team are providing for these veterans. Once again, uh, kind of tell everybody what the schedule is for this weekend. Uh, we'll leave uh, this Thursday, April 6th. We'll leave about... Uh, 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 Hannibal, about 2.15, 2.30 in the morning. We'll go down to St. Louis. We'll catch Southwest flight. And the reason uh, 62 out of the 63 flights we've done so far have all been on Southwest simply because Southwest allows all the veterans to board first. That's great. Regardless. Right. You don't have to yep. worry about having an 8, yep. 8 2, yep. 12, whatever. Yeah. And they allow them to board first. And in return for that thanks, when we get to our destination, all the veterans just stay seated and let everybody on the plane get off first. And then as they're going off, they're always saying, thank you for your service. And yeah. they start getting cool. that feel of what the Very day is cool. all about. So we'll go to uh, Baltimore. And people say, where are you going to Baltimore if you're going to D.C.? 
Because when we started, uh, Southwest did not have a flight from St. Louis to D.C. Right. So we went to Baltimore, and then we found out that the Baltimore Fire Department uh, at the airport does a uh, water cannon salute. That's great. You know, and, and it's so cool because there may be five or six planes taxiing. They know which one we're in. So the other planes don't get anything. And all of a sudden when we come on, they get, the, you know, this salute, and that's the start of the whole day. From there, we'll drive down to uh, uh, D.C., which is about a 45-minute drive. We don't really have lunch in the, in the bus. And also show them a movie uh, which talks about the memorials they're going to see. So there's some things that they right. should know about them. And we go to the, uh, uh, we used to go to the World War II Memorial first, you mm -hmm. know, when they was right. all World War II. Now we go to the Vietnam Wall first. And we, this is not a guided tour. So we have a certain amount of time that it's spent in each area and they can spend it however they want to. All we ask the Guardian to do is have your veteran back on the bus in time because we are running right. on a schedule. So at the Vietnam Wall, they go there. They can also visit the Lincoln Memorial, and they can see the Korea Memorial. All three of them are right. close by. Yeah. And then after that, we go to the World War II, see that. After that, we take a tour of Washington. We just kind of drive around, get them close to the Capitol building, go down Pennsylvania Avenue, see all the, uh, you know, the FBI and IRS and whatever. It's all down there. And um, then from there, we oh, and the Navy Memorial, which I think is kind of cool. Navy Memorial is stuck in in on pennsylvania yeah. avenue and it's got just like four or five fountains yeah and the neat thing about those fountains is that it's supposed to have water from all the oceans of the world yeah so okay. all the native people know that. bring water and pour it oh in that's there. great and so that's kind of a cool thing yeah and then after that we go to iwo jima which people used to think was a world war ii mm -hmm. memorial and uh, make a stop there and then what i think is a highlight is we go to arlington and yeah. go to see the changing of the guard and when we first started this, we used to have to go to, just like anybody else, we used to have to go to the uh, visitor center, pay, buy a ticket on the tram to take mm -hmm. them up to there. And we started kind of a letter writing campaign among honor flights saying, why would you ask people right. yeah, you know, right. to serve their country to, to, to have to pay? Mm -hmm. And so now the buses are allowed to go all the way up to the uh, changing of the guard and drop them off there. And that's all. That's just such a solemn thing. Yep. I mean, it is just. It just raises the hair in your arms and the back of your neck. And then we go to the Air Force Memorial, which overlooks the Pentagon and overlooks the whole city. Have dinner there, and uh, then uh, we head back. And uh, you know, we we've had a few veterans from the St. Louis area, and they say, "Can I just meet you at, at Lambert?" And then just you know, that way I can go home. Because you can. Goes, but we're reluctant to do that because you're going to miss on the homecoming. Yeah, which is really cool. And that's what's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And in fact, a veteran from this flight that's coming Thursday was planning to meet us in St. Louis. And after he, he was at the pre-flight yesterday, and after he heard what was going to happen, he goes, I think I'm going to come here because I think he should. What time is the uh, homecoming then again? Uh, well, uh, Ballpark. As, <laughs> as I like to say, there's two things we don't control, weather and airline schedules. That's true, yes. You know, uh, if the airline's running on time, we should be back in Hannibal at Hannibal High School, the Corf Gymnasium, at about uh, 10.15, which would be great. 
you know, but again. And that's on Friday night uh, that, or that's Saturday. Thursday night. Thursday night. Oh, it's the same. That's right. Same, same day. day. Same day. We're yeah, doing that's it right. All in one that's day. right. That's it. We're as far west from Washington to do it all. I mean, I, I've talked to people with Otter Flight, like from San Diego. That's a four day trip. For oh, them. my gosh. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, the expense of it alone is, 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 but the logistics are amazing. Right. But we do it all in one day. That's amazing. Yeah. So, well, again, thank you again. And, of course, ahead to Hannibal High to Corf Gym Thursday night. If you want to say thanks to our veterans, get some back in time uh, just uh, for Easter weekend and everything. So, all right, Carlos, thanks again. Thanks, Bob. Coming up, Brittany Bowl and I will talk a little bit about the elections coming up. A great night's sleep starts at Harvey's Furniture. Check out the large selection of complete bedroom sets. And when it comes to mattresses, we have a full selection from Vemco, Spring Air, and Chatham and Wells. Harvey's Furniture, our home, your home. Instant Replay is your local sports bar. With 18 big screen TVs, we have all the sports packages from college games to pro games. We offer daily drink specials and come check out the bullpen, our newly renovated beer garden. Instant Replay, 2739 Chestnut in Quincy. Welcome to the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. With six big screens, a new larger kitchen, and now more seating capacity, the Abbey is the place to be before, during, and after the big game. Come enjoy fan favorite appetizers, steaks, burgers, and a variety of daily food and drink specials. Can't join us? Carryout is available too. Now with the convenient drive-up window to better serve you. 1736 Spring in Quincy. Opens at 3 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Come join all your friends at the Abbey, a Quincy tradition. Quincy Warehouse Bargains is your Quincy home improvement store. It's the only store of its kind in the Quincy area. We offer flooring, mattresses, area rugs, dining sets, couches, appliances, and much more. And have more products to come so we can better serve the Quincy and Tri-State community. Our staff is ready to help you find what you need to make your house a home. Quincy Warehouse Bargains, 4100 North 24th Street, Quincy. Are you looking for the perfect venue for your next special event? Check out Utopia Event Center. Utopia has a large banquet room and an awesome bar area, perfect for anything from birthday parties to formal corporate meetings. It also offers a photo booth, stage for a DJ or a live band, and a fully stocked bar, all for only $300. Check us out at utopiaeventcenter.com or call Barn at 217-430-6559 for more information. Utopia Event Center, 900 North 12th Street in Quincy. Welcome back. Joining me now is Brittany Bowl, and we are getting ready for Election Day Tuesday. And uh, there are a lot of important things on the ballot. Yeah. I think school board probably the thing that people think about, but we also have two uh, two city council races as well. Yeah. Uh, one of them is actually in my ward. Affects you, yes. Yeah, it's 7th Ward and the 6th Ward are the two that I think are up for election. And in yours, you have how many people running? We have three people running. Um, it is Tim Seymour. Seymour. Mm -hmm. He is the conservative. The Republican, yes. And then there's Ben Uzlak. Mm -hmm. He is the Democrat. Mm -hmm. And then there's a write-in for Brennan Hills. Yes. He's also, I believe... Uh, Democrat. He's the vice chairman of the Adams County Democratic Party, yep. which you've got a right in who is running against a, an incumbent in that office, which is uh, who already has the seat. So that's a little different. Yeah. So it uh, will be interesting. Yeah. And does that, you know, does that split those two and allow, you know, Seymour to win? That's going to be the big thing. Who does split the vote from? I mean, you would well, think I, it would be the Democrats. Yeah. You would think. 
but we don't but, know. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to look at that one. And I do know that I've noticed um, Tim Seymour, he uh, came to my door actually just mm -hmm. yesterday. So I had a chance to talk to him and ask him a couple of his vote or like his ideas mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, one thing that was interesting is, you know, if he is elected, something that I didn't realize is uh, a lot of times with different city council votes, the mayor is the, the tiebreaker vote because our mm -hmm. aldermen seem to be like split down the middle. Mm -hmm. And usually it's on fiscal or financial decisions. So if he were to be elected into that, then I don't think the mayor would be the tie-breaking vote very much anymore. Well, the, provided everyone votes the same way that that's, they. That's the problem, though. That the party, they're never the party line votes aren't consistent on the city council. True. So who knows? I yeah. mean, once these new guys get in, we already know that we're going to have one new alderman. Glenn Ebbing is going to be in fifth ward because John Mass didn't run again. Okay. So, and then everything else, I believe, will hold status quo with incumbents. Um, and then you've got this race in the seventh ward that we were talking about, but then you also have a sixth, sixth ward, ward race. Which is Patty Maples. Patty Maples against Jake Reed. Patty Maples is a longtime city employee, and she's the Democrat. Jake Mead, or Jake Reed is the Republican. He's the one who's been doing all the recycle stuff, following to go pick up recycling and things like that. He won a primary pretty handily okay. um, yeah, that we had in February. So that's going to be a very tight race because, uh, you know, again, Maples was appointed to that spot when uh, Katie Averkamp stepped down. Okay. So, again, she is an incumbent, but she has not been elected. But I know she's a very popular uh, Democrat. Uh, like I said, former city employee, but Jake Reed has been working really hard as well. So again, I think I think that six ward race is going to be very, very close. The last time uh, we had that race in a general election, and I believe it was against uh, Josh Zanger was the Republican and Katie Averkamp was the Democrat. Katie Averkamp won by a handful of votes. I mean, we're talking like it, it was around 10. Pretty close. Yeah. So I think this is going to be pretty close as well. It's nice seeing um, Jake Reed. Mm -hmm. to uh just it's nice seeing like younger people get involved absolutely i just thought that was pretty cool so. yeah and you know we've got that and we've got that as well on in in the other race uh in the other race yeah, too in the seventh ward. and what's gonna then then this will mean city elections are done until two years and of course in two years then you have the mayor's race and then i expect that we will probably start seeing things stir around for the mayor's race late this year it could be it could happen we could have okay. people poking their nose or poking their head up or you know doing the wind yeah. and seeing i think we could have that coming by the end of this year so that's gonna be pretty interesting so school Never board a dull moment. no and then we got school board which has had so many people talking yeah um you know we've kind of got the two slates going at each other um again i think it's going to be i think it's going to be close at the top and then i think there'll be some separation um we'll see if people choose to split their ballots you know these are supposed to be non-partisan elections they stress that yeah um but i like the idea of splitting the ballot yeah. i like taking a little from here and taking a little from there. And I honestly think that would be um, the beneficial, but that's, you know, my, my opinion. But yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, you get that way, you get a good mix and uh, people will say, well, that's going to create whatever, but we don't see a lot, create a controversy or create discourse, if you will. But we really haven't seen a lot of that in school boards lately. They've all been pretty cohesive and that's been a problem. A lot of people have said, people said, well, they just go along to get along and they raise our taxes and blah, blah, blah. And that's, and that's part of the, some of the people are talking about here. Um, and then, you know, there was also the, the lack of response many people felt 
result with COVID. But the school board is in the school's in its best shape financially. It's been in a long, long time. A lot of that is because they received the influx of COVID money. But again, you've got uh, these seven people running for four spots. And remember, you don't have to vote for four. If you only like two of the candidates, you only have to vote for two. But you you're going to vote for four, right? Yeah, I have this theory that like if I'm uh, if I throw away a vote, it's it's a waste. You know, I think, I and know. that's a very valid point. So I also appreciate you actually voting, unlike Ashley, who totally skipped out. Well, I mean, she didn't intentionally. She totally skipped out. She didn't intentionally she skip out. She slacked in but her yeah, I patriotic mean, duty. I think um, people my age should be out there voting, and it's sad yeah. sometimes to know oh, yeah. that, you know, they don't. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's just sad. You know, you can sit there and say, I don't pay attention to this, and, uh, you know, I don't care because... I just, you know. I don't like anybody. I'm not going to vote. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. This is, it's, ignorance is not always bliss. Yeah. yeah, Because we'll be lucky to have 25%, maybe 30% of the people vote in this election. You know, and it's like, again, when you're talking about the Quincy School District in particular, that's 55% of your tax bill. Yeah. But they'll be quick to comment on, you know, Mm -hmm. anything that's posted. Yeah. It's so easy to comment, but it's not, I guess, too easy to vote voting they have made voting it is so, so easy, easy now. I, know. <laughs> I mean david mailed in his ballot a couple weeks ago yeah. i mean it's it's so easy and of course i was just teasing about ashley you know we talked about that last week on the club muddy yeah but, you know she that you know her her vacation kind of snuck up on her i guess yeah so, i get it so but, but it's here's your here's your reminder for you know if <laughs> yes. you're watching this tonight or yep. sometime tuesday you yep. you have until seven o'clock t- tuesday night to vote is there not an extended vote? I mean, that I no. thought that was like always oh, the. No. no, it's not a dance it's, mix. It's There's the no end. extended dance it's mix. The end. No, it's at seven okay. o'clock. Right. Now, if you are in line to vote at seven o'clock, okay. you will get to vote. So that is one thing. It's like they check the line and they'll look at seven o'clock and they'll see the last person in line and they'll say, "Okay, everybody back to here." Okay. Now, if you show up after that point, no. But you, we usually don't have that problem here. It's no. places like Chicago that have that problem, you know. Okay. Um, and there's again, you know, check your pre. You, I'm gonna uh, to the bot after the bottom of this. I will link the precinct where you go vote and all that good stuff. So make sure you're make sure you take the time to vote if you haven't already entered your ma- early vote. So yeah, it's important, like it she important. said. So thank you for stopping by. Thanks for letting me be here. I appreciate that, and we will see you tomorrow on the Daily Mud. Muddy River News, our home, our news.